0: Hello and welcome to a very special
1: episode of "I Spit on Your Grades." This week we're not doing a normal show. There ain't no film. Well, there are films to discuss, but there's no competition. No. It's just us having a chit chat about first of all, Fright Fest, mm-hmm. digital edition, and then we've got a very special guest. We do coming on, um, we're going to have a chit chat with. And joining me with these chit-chats, because I realise I've used it quite a lot now, so I'm going to keep running with it, are my very, very special, beautiful, glamorous co-host, the Ellisers.
0: Oh. Doubled. I've doubled the There's only one other person who's introduced or met us as that, and that was Graham, director of Death of a Logger. Yes, it was. Who yeah. said, oh, are you the Ellisers?
2: Yes. I didn't know we came as a package.
0: That's
1: what happens when you get married, I'm afraid you lose your, your own identity and you become one.
2: I like how you use glamorous as well, like I'm not sat here looking like a total tramp. Tramp glamour. Tramp glam. Tramp glam. Trammer. Tram. Tramp. Trammer.
1: Glam. No, because that's just <laughs> glamping, innit? it? Yeah. Anyway, enough of that. Um, welcome to our show. Welcome one and all. Before
2: we get to the main event, then, have, uh, have either of you watched anything exciting this we, week? We certainly have, yes. Well, I say exciting, accessible will be the
0: word. Yeah, we've watched accessible. much this much this week. <laughs> we watched more films this week than we normally do we for are, the, actual, the, uh, the actual show.
2: We watched uh, Random Acts of Violence, which is, from gauging people's reaction, is getting a bit of a bad rep on social media, which I'm not entirely sure why, because. I really enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was an original concept
0: it's very much it's a life imitating uh, imitating life mm. kind of setup and it's br- it's through all the deaths there they're not Hollywood style horror deaths. There's no because once we mentioned one of the other films we've watched this week and the glam killings in that. Mm. this is very dirty and gritty and nasty It's, it's a simple enough storyline comic book writer finds that the killer he's based his comics on starts killing again and starts tracking him down
2: you've got your uh your horror genre favorites in there jordana brewster jesse williams and um the name totally escapes me i do apologize but the lady who plays his uh assistant in this is the little girl from Saw 3 i learned so I was like, ooh, she's grown up horror good for her
0: definitely worth checking out thoroughly enjoyed it
2: and we watched the hunt as well, which I've been looking forward to for a long, long time. It got pulled last year um because of the shootings that happened in America, but it got pulled, and I, I, I thought it was really worth the wait. I think um Betty Gilpin in it was fantastic, and you get a lot of names in it, and they're not in it for as long as you expect them to be yeah
0: that's well spoiling spoil it there's a lot of i imagine fairly big chase a lot of people who got their agent phone them and said hey do you fancy doing half hour's work yeah. and they went yes i'm quite happy to do that for a decent paycheck
2: in the same vein as one of the films i'm sure we'll be discussing today from the fright fest digital edition it's also that question of you should really be not question. It's that commentary on you should really be careful of what you post online.
0: Mm.
2: Mm. It's brilliant. I really enjoyed it. Really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, so much fun. Yeah. Oh, it's got Make and Blair in it. You can't go wrong with Make and Blair.
0: Suddenly a wild Make Blair
2: <laughs> I love a wild Make and Blair. Anything else? Lots more that weren't horror.
0: So. We well, have also. You missed the biggest. Netflix released this week that we yes. that we've watched. We watched the Babysitter oh. Two. I can't Kill remember. A the Queen. Subtitle. Kill a Queen. That's yeah. the one.
2: Seventy-five percent enjoyable <laughs> because it oh, it does embody the fun of the first one, but there are certain aspects of it that I could be doing without, like the whole there's a whole montage in it that's like a Street Fighter. Throwback, and it it just felt out of place for me. And the ending can fuck off. Last thing that again, can get in
0: the bin again. It's it's a lot of fun. The kills are just as splatterific as the first one. But just do yourself a favor and just turn off ten minutes before yeah. the end and just save yourself <laughs> the ending because oh, it's, it's not good. We won't we won't spoil it because so these have come out and a lot of people will want to watch it and haven't seen it yet. Yeah, but just yeah, the ending did not tick any of the boxes for either us. Certainly did not
2: you Mercer. Well,
1: yes, oh. yes, I've watched a few things. He's watched a few I've watched, I've watched three actually <laughs> um, this week. This since whenever I last watched stuff. Mm-hmm. I've I've tried to watch a lot more, but I keep falling asleep. Um, but I've completed. Um, do you remember the it might it be the first all nighter that we did at Fright Fest, Spider Hall? Yes. yes. Yes, I watched that again. Ah! Um, I remember hating it when I watched it, and then I watched it this time, and I was like don't remember any of
2: this that... still so, um, and then I recall obviously I must have gone to sleep um, all I remember from Spider is every time we walk past that house on the way to Victoria bus station we go oh that house looks like Spider house <laughs> I don't know if it ever did I've not rewatched really
1: it well it's not a, it's not a fantastic film no Um, there's a lot of like things that don't make sense like would cut like, from scene to scene and you would be like, I don't really know what's happened yet. Mm-hmm. But it's got quite
2: an interesting ending, which I did remember at all. Okay. So I'm like, all right, that's worth it. That's I, don't, worth it for that. I don't recall it too much, so mm. I think if I went back into it, I'd be a bit blind to it. Then I,
1: I also watched uh, rewatched Fear with Mark Wahlberg and Reese Witherspoon. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know it. She starts dating him and he turns out to be a psycho and it's got Gil Grissom in or whatever his real name is. <laughs> <laughs> no. William Peterson. No. And Alyssa Milano. Never seen him. Oh my God! How have you never seen Fear? I, I none of I'm... you are No. Your fingers are on a roller coaster. <laughs> how have you not seen that? I I I don't particularly go looking. It's at the, films the most Blair. infamous
2: roller coaster fingering in a film ever. I I'd guess it's the only roller coaster fingering in a film possibly. Anyway, it's quite good. It goes
1: on forever, but yeah. it, it's all right. Mott Wahlberg is it, its very kind of, like, metrosexual in it, maybe. It's a bit weird. It, like, I don't know. It, it almost... It felt like when people... As a boy, I a like, boys talking to him in, like, a sexual way. Hmm. Like, there's a certain kind of thing that some boys do, like, with a little roll of the, the lip and tongue and stuff. And they were doing that to Reese Witherspoon. And I was kind of thinking, like, I think you're a bit... Okay. If he I mean. Maybe he is. And I would.
2: And that's fine. But not in this film. Hey Reese. <laughs> I was in a perfect storm. You see that movie? Say hi to your mother for me, okay? <laughs> but it's good. And then I watched something
1: called Scare Attraction. Okay. Which is a British film about um a couple it makes literally no sense. It's some um what are the, the people called reality TV stars? Like reality T V celebs. Right. Um, right. Um being
2: paid, I don't think there's a specific name for them. Reality
1: <laughs> TV Celebrity Um, they're being paid to go and look at this scare attraction that's been built. Um, and they've just got to go around and like take a couple of selfies or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and post it on social media to boost it up. And it's, I, I, I instantly get mad because throughout the there's some people that the film going, these people are paid a lot of money to be here. Uh, no they're being paid to be here, so that doesn't make sense. Um, and then it kind of like goes into this weird sore thing where they're all rats. they get gassed, and they're on this tied to chairs, and there's clues on a table, and they have to work out pick which of these clues relates to them and then explain why it does. And if they get it right, they get let go, and if they get it wrong, they get killed. But even when they get let go, they get killed. Mm-hmm. Um, and it keeps interspersing with actual clips of people walking around this scare attraction. I was riveting, um, and it's terrible. Mm. Like it just makes literally no sense. Like you're watching it, and I see you see about twenty times this woman, like you know, like with, like this guy on the, the screen.
2: Yeah,
1: it just keeps showing you like the same like scares, like as if people are really walking around this attraction. Oh. I think they are really walking around it. Anyway, don't do it. But that's me. That's all I've watched. Two out of three ain't bad.
2: Just before we go into the fright fest chat, uh, we finally just watched a trailer for Freaky this week. Yes. Which um, people are penning to be um, Freaky Friday meets horror. I thought it was more Hot Chick meets horror in the fact that her friends know all about it. But that looks really interesting as well. Girl in high school gets her body swapped with a killer and the killer's living in her body. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it looks really good.
1: And the
0: director of happy
2: death
1: day Day. do you know i'm gonna say it sounds like as soon as you said from the director i'm gonna say happy death day and it
0: look when you watch the trailer it's shot in exactly the same style Mm -hmm. as happy death day
1: i've not even seen the trailer um but yeah just that explanation and yeah it feels like happy death day and i've only seen the first one as well
0: which i'm here
2: for because both happy death days i love i think
1: they're
2: fantastic um do you want to get onto some fright fest chat
1: fright fest chat fright fest digital yeah so it kicked off with a bang. Yeah, we went down the pub. <laughs> yes. Um, and then... And then we all bore witness to
2: Sky Sharks. I don't even want to talk about it. I can just go, fuck off. Just fuck off.
0: So actually, <laughs> so actually just leave it. It's not even worth worth me wasting... My time on this planet to tell you how bad this film is.
2: I don't like tearing down films. I really don't. I feel bad every time I do it. Except for Astronaut's Wife. (laughs) (laughs) However, I can't believe that this was even considered. I understand why it was put on the list in that we did an extra scene for it many moons ago. And that was the whole sell of it. It's like, oh, were you gonna see yourself in this? Did you make it to the final cut? No, you didn't. If you if you were in this shot and you thought you were gonna be in Sky Sharks, no, you didn't. I'll tell you right now. I've saved you watching it. There you go. Let's just move on. Fuck it. Let's just move on. All right. So my opinions don't. Count. No, I mean, if you want, if you want to go, please go ahead. I have no opinion. I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the opinion. I absolutely
1: hated it. I've never in my life felt so much resentment towards the film as I felt towards that one as I was watching it. Even more
0: so than Monsters? Even more so than Monsters, like, <sighs> legitimately. Monsters is... I know, I know you hate Monsters because you're a misog. Monsters is a smart, well-made idea. Monsters is a love story. Yeah, which is, bru- which is brilliantly done. Therefore, you can't say... Monsters may be many things, but bad film it isn't. I love Monsters. Fuck.
1: I mean, if we were going to go on a percentage or a voting system right now whether Monsters was a bad film or not, based on the three people in this room... You would lose. I think you would lose. So, therefore, ergo, Monsters is a bad
0: film. You're basing on a faulty system.
1: But we all agree on Sky Sharks, yeah? Yes, yes, we do. Let's, let's just benefit. Yes. From. Sky Sharks, no, never,
0: no. Mm-hmm. Moving
1: on to day... Officially day one of Fright Fest. Mm-hmm. Um, we watched quite a few films. I'm not... I don't think we should run through them in order, because no. I can't remember what order we watched them in. But we'll just run through them as as we remember,
2: okay, I guess.
1: Yeah.
0: So, great films to the front. <laughs> great films <laughs> to the front. Forwards
1: to the back? Well, yeah, I guess that's probably a bit of work if 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 we're trying to remember. Mm. So, what? Which one do we want to go with?
0: Twelve hour shift, which was the headline on the next night, the main event, and with good reason. Absolutely brilliant. I know a lot of people were looking forward to this, and it was hotly tipped. Before I wasn't so rich because when you can have that debate over whether it's a horror, whether these things are horror films or not, mm-hmm. and i i i'd argue I'd argue whether it should actually fall under the category of horror yeah. at all, but that doesn't detract from the fact that I absolutely loved it. I thought it was great
2: I believe it has horrific elements within it, and that's why it would fall under the umbrella of a horror genre.
1: And let's not forget Fright Fest isn't exclusively horror. It
2: is, isn't
1: it? It's isn't um, It's fantasy and it's fantasy, sci fi, horror. Um and I do I, I get what you mean. It's not your out owl and out like Monster Mash or Psycho Killer, but I do I I get what you mean as well. Like for me anything that's got like horrific content mm. um mm. could be Considered under the horror horror thriller. In, 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 ter-
2: in terms of how it plays out, I think certainly it it classes as a horror genre. It, you know, it's it, not to, not to dumb it down to its simplistic form, but it, it's got blood, it's got gore, open bodies. <laughs> you could just call that
1: alone. But... And it's got a Kickass performance from Angela Bass. Oh, totally yes.
2: does. Yes,
1: like love that woman. Thumbs up. Really good film. I'm um, thumbs up him because I've been watching a lot of K's Cooking. Um, <laughs> thumbs up, thumbs down. And you did it earlier.
0: Thumbs up. Thumbs up, thumbs up for 12 Hour Shift. And also David Arquette as well. Yeah. Isn't it? There's a lot of wrestlers in David Arquette, now a professional wrestler. Mick Foley turns in a a very short but great turn of the crime boss. Yeah, yeah.
2: All the wrestling connections. Film Bre-
0: from Brea. Brea Bre- Grant. Brea. Brea. Brea.
2: Brea. Brea. Bre- 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 Bre-
0: B R it's B R E A. So Bria that...
2: Grant, yeah. It so, was fa- it was fantastic in After Midnight. That. Incredible film if you haven't watched it, like best jump of two thousand nineteen. What we got next?
1: What uh, else to we watched? We watched uh, the columnist.
2: I really enjoyed the columnist. Um, I I gathered again from going on the um, forums and such afterwards. I gathered that a lot of people weren't massively enamoured with the ending, but I. Thought so it was perfectly
0: fine. It would it would be nice if it knew what its viewpoint was supposed to be, because it's very mixed in the. Oh, it's fine for her to go around. It's fine. It's, people can't say what they want, but it's fine for her to go around killing people.
2: Is that not the message of it though? Is that not the hypocrisy all?
0: Uh, co- yeah, but it's, I'm not. Su- I'm not sure they actually got that though at the end of I'm not sure they even got that at the end of the film. I'm not sure they decided what they wanted their message to actually be.
2: That's that's not how it came across for me. I say I think I think the message was quite quite clear and that she was trying to silence these people who were saying these things about her, but in the end just became what they were anyway. So
1: Throughout the film she was also saying things about people herself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, just not on social media. Um And it was a massive hypocrisy, chain, train.
2: That's what I took from it. Yeah, that was the main message I took from it. Yeah, really good. I I, I don't want to be that person who goes, really good killings. But um, some really good killings in that film, I thought. thought, The roof one in particular, I just, it's so simple. I
1: mean, I don't know how she was so ninja-like
0: to be able to get away with what she was doing.
2: Yeah, maybe she deserves her.
0: Considering she's leaving fingerprints and evidence all over the shop, it's like, here, let me just lick that door frame on my way out.
1: Oh, yeah, I'll just take a selfie and yeah. post it. Um, she also, and it was very, very late on in the film and the murders mm. that the police managed to link them, even though in every single one she got a finger off. Like, yeah. And immediately. I thought it was a so so film. Mm.
0: I, 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 it was an, it was enjoyable enough while I watched it. I've got no desire to ever go back and rewatch it.
2: I would myself. I'd like to see it again.
0: One I would like to talk about, which vied for my film at the festival, mm. Two Heads Creek.
2: Brilliant film.
0: Absolutely phenomenal.
2: Hilarious
0: horror horror comedy in the absolutely best way possible.
2: Yeah, it, it took it took a long time for me to. Come around to the idea of horror comedy many years, but now that I'm in the swing of it, Two Eds Creek is probably up there Tucker and Dale level, if I'm honest. Yeah, well, it's, I think um, the more you watch it, the more you will get from it, as you.
0: Again, in the same way as Tucker and Tucker Dale, it's very splatter, horrific. The deaths is it's not so. The gags are great, and the deaths are not so. No. To be honest, it's, it shares. If you're looking for this, going in. Tucker and Dale, or even Shaun of the Dead, you're not going to get... It's not that film. I was saying it's got more in line with Double Date that played Fright Fest a couple of years ago. Fair comparison. I would definitely
2: say it's not
1: that film with the comparisons you gave with Tucker and Dale. I I don't
2: mean like Tucker and Dale, I just mean in terms of the laughs.
0: Yeah, I'm just saying they're more straight-up comedies with horror bits chucked... Horror bits brilliantly done in, but I'm saying this is... This is far more, I say, in line with Double Date. Not to say that it's not great. Yes,
1: I would say it is. Like comparison wise, definitely not because I found Two Heads Creek quite funny. Mm. Um, and just like you, fair. Um is name like that? Fair. Just like you, I, I like comedy horror is a really tough subject for me. He's got to have a. a There's got to be a certain take or something about it that, that has to grab my attention from mm. the get-go. Whereas films like Don't Shoot Me, Shaun of the Dead, I'm not a massive fan of, Tucker and Dale, I'm not a massive fan of. But yeah, Two Ends Creek, I thought, kind of, there's something about it that makes you go, oh, I quite like this. It's got likeable characters and mm. dislikeable, but the guy, the, the the main guy is quite a likeable character. Yeah. So you, you kind of get on board with him. Okay. Oh you would. You would. So I'm gonna bring you down a little bit. And I'm gonna I'm gonna try and remind everyone of Playhouse. Oh <laughs> I shall talk to this mirror in this voice. But in this voice, because I'm a servant I know this voice. That that was the film, basically. Oh.
0: yeah, it was it was not as, they, it wasn't what the premise promised in the description very much made it sound like, oh, it's turning into the this scare, this scare maze, but there's going to be some weird paranormal shit going off at the same, same time. But it wasn't, it was him very, doing various accents to the camera for an hour and a half while other people popped in and out.
1: I think the problem with this film is... It was made no I don't think the problem with the film is that it was made I think I think it was potentially miscast I kid, I kid. Um, and a stronger I'm just gonna discredit the man's talent because he's obviously talented he's a working actor he's getting roles but I felt like it was all, like felt almost like a children's presenter mm. doing like a ghost story yeah. episode of something Rather than somebody getting, like, really meaty and into it and, like, really living and breathing that character.
2: Like, I've not seen Ballamore, but it could be Balamore,
1: Yeah? Maybe. I have no idea what Balamori is, but we'll go with that. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It, yeah, it just yeah. just felt, like, yeah. a little... It felt miscast, and I think if there was, like, different cast, it might have had a... But the ending was also... I'm, a quick throws paper where everything's finished now.
2: Yeah. What? I don't, uh,
0: what? Yeah. The ending did smack, they'd run out of either money or ideas when they were making it. mm mm-hmm. Possibly both. But, you know, it could have been interesting.
1: No, it did have a really nice setting. And big up for the, like, the directors are from Sheffield as well, which is a little bit upsetting. Um, <laughs> if, if
0: you see us, please.
1: <laughs> don't kill us. Don't kill
0: us, just be a If me. you
1: see us in the streets, please leave us be. <laughs> what else did we get?
0: Um... Don't click. Oh talk about, talk about bringing it down, just when you thought it couldn't go down anymore. It's bringing it down.
2: Just <laughs> it down. Mm. Do you really don't don't click, you really
1: thought about that bad?
0: Yes. yes. Yes, it was awful.
2: Oh, Jesus Christ.
0: It's like, hey, let's hey, let's have a film where a man is punished for watching women being tortured while showing women being tortured. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's it's the way you, it's the bit that the, I already painted it while I was watching it. The bit that really gets me is how the the ghost of the woman actually gets into the the computer system. Oh. Yes, I don't it's a fucking murder. yeah. Her blood, her blood runs into a dial, the dial up modem that's lying there on the floor.
2: It's like it's like um, that film that we reviewed the the week. Demonic toys. Shut the front door and get out of your own house. I'm talking about the blood somehow getting into something and bringing it alive.
1: I have a a genuinely serious,
2: legitimate
1: question. Why was she dressed as a bride? Because she wasn't a bride when she was getting killed.
2: She was naked. naked. Because, John, every ghost has to be dressed as a bride. That's how these things work. And then the ending
1: of the film, the ending of the film's also quite...
2: I think I was asleep at this so... point or I'd gone into another room and refused to come back. The the,
0: the ending is the original, the original guy who's been sucked into the system in the first place then replaces the weird sadistic monster thing.
1: So the guy goes in to rescue his friend and the moral of the story is if you're watching naughty porn, you're bad. But if you condone your friend watching naughty porn, you're worse mm. because you should have put a stop to it. Although in this day and age, how do you know what's real and what's not? I mean, I sat and watched that film. Am oh. I condoning him? Condoning his friend? How do you know what's porn,
2: demonic porn or not? Is Demoni- it demonic porn? It was just
1: torture porn, were not it? Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah.
1: Don't click. Yeah. Don't watch. <laughs> What else have we got? The honeymoon phase.
2: I enjoyed the honeymoon. Phase. I did as
1: well. I enjoyed the honeymoon phase.
2: I think with a little bit of tweaking, that could have been an amazing film. It was a really, really, really good film, and I'm, you know, I'm not taken away from that, and I would happily sit down and watch it again. I just think with a few little tweaks, a mm. little bit of, a little bit of rampage, it would have been perfect. I think there was a little bit of confusion for me.
1: When they were drugged at the beginning, mm. and it, I couldn't work out whether they were living in a, a created dream world, yeah, or a reality, like the actual reality. Mm. And I don't think that knew either, because it did the whole thing with holograms and food being ordered, and it could just turn off, they asked whatever they want, and
2: it had popped through that pipe the um synopsis of this being that just in case anyone isn't aware um is that couples get a lot of money for signing up uh to a experiment Mm -hmm. to do an experiment to see how they are in a relationship looking for newlyweds and this couple signs up uh they get put in this house and everything seems perfect and then um one of the neighbors comes banging on the door screaming and crying
1: a... Or one of the other subjects of the experiment, yes,
2: what, well, yeah, um, comes banging on the door, gets taken away by the husband, and then the it just all starts to unravel, and paranoia sets in, and yeah, it's not so happy anymore, and
1: there's a hair straightening scene
2: there is, yeah uh... that's,
1: that's what you need to know, <laughs> yeah, we'll leave it at that we
2: yeah. won't we won't go any more into that.
1: I think it were a good film. I think, like you said, a few tweaks, it could have been... Amazing. Amazing. Yeah, definitely. What else did we see? Anyone remember?
2: There was a lot.
1: (sighs) I know. We saw There Outside.
2: I loved There Outside. I really did.
0: I also... It got a lot of hate from other people in the room, but I also loved There Outside.
2: It was, it was, uh, like strange but true-esque if you don't know strange but true please get on YouTube especially go and look at the Sheffield one with the Stocksbridge bypass it is the best one oh, apart from the Enfield haunting that's another good episode but it, to me it was very Nicholas Vince was very Michael Aspel strange but true kind of
0: Nicholas Vince's performance in it is absolutely brilliant
2: it really embodies that
0: I got on persona. board I got on board as soon as he hit that la- as soon as he got on that performance I knew what kind of film we were in for yeah
2: See, I,
1: I didn't know what kind of film we were in for, because Nicholas Vince did his bit, and I'm like, yeah, that's cool. And then we moved into the other guy, who kind of almost repeated what Nicholas Vince did, but in, like, a more modern kind of way. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, not really sure what I'm into here. And then when we first meet the woman in the cottage, I was just like, what is, what is this acting? What is this? Like, the the, like, weird looks that she'll give it and the way she was talking to like in, in monotone I'm like this is
0: really bad
2: would you like to give a quick brief on what this is actually about because I've realised that we've not probably not done this on a lot of films
0: yeah yet. I mean this this Absolutely. one is harder Bas- basically it's a it's a documentary. this dude is a YouTube psychologist psychiatrist who specialises in helping people in one week to overcome their phobias so this woman is agoraphobic, he goes there with his one his one person camera group to film them helping this woman over agoraphobia and weird shit starts to happen with the legend of the green man which is in the area and if you don't know who the green man is you will know him by the end of the film because he gets a lot of mentions, here's a heads up. Do not play a drinking game to every time you hear the word green.
2: That was dangerous. That was a very dangerous game we were playing because we could have had alcohol poisoning by the end of that film.
0: I thought his performance was great, though. He he plays. He's supposed to be an absolute asshole. Yeah,
2: and he, he plays is, it. and he nails it. He's <laughs> yeah. absolutely absolutely gets it spot on. Got Emily Booth in there as well. Lovely Emily Booth. Yeah, I I didn't get the hate for it. I really enjoyed it. Well. Not hate, I think hate's a strong word. I think
0: there's a lot of people the majority of us who watched it didn't weren't enamoured with it in the way that we were.
2: But we certainly were. We I certainly
0: it would, were. I thought it
1: was good. Mm. Yeah. I seem worse. Um another film I thought was good, which everybody hated everybody was whole.
2: <laughs> the virus <laughs> in the in the hotel. Oh my god! You mean the ninety minutes when nothing happens it's at like, all, it's like... and it's all in slow motion? And
0: then they squeeze the plot, and then they squeeze the plot and the exposition into the into the credit sequence. I mean,
2: the, the that that was a bit poor,
1: uh, but up to that point, I really fucking loved the idea that where it's the build up to a zombie virus that we don't really know, like how long it takes, what's going to happen, and these people are just kind of just wanting to get
2: out? I didn't enjoy the film, but there was an amazing short before that uh, with Tiffany Shepis. Yes. Where she's Where uh, she's become infected by... I forgot what it were called. She's infected by a zombie...
0: Days, seven days? Or 14 days? Something like that. It was, it was like seven or 14 days. It was one of those two.
2: Well, she's basically become... She's got bitten... By a zombie or infected, they don't know it's zombies at this point, and she leaves uh, cards for her daughter to carry out chores each day with her son.
1: I'm just gonna say, that's like the full Sheppard's family, mm. right there, like legitimate yeah. full Sheppard's family. Like, yeah, that's the husband directed it. Uh, that's I don't know whether they're her children or whether they're his children,
2: regardless, but yeah, they're really Shepies. good, they're really
1: good in it, the children. But anyway, I, back to home. Mm. I thought Hall was really good, even though everyone else hated it. I didn't. And it's purely just the story about a virus that's broke out in a hotel and by this crazy man who's letting it rip and then he's gonna do the hospitals, then the nursing homes, <laughs> then the airports. No, <laughs> oh so the
0: host- the hospitals yeah, the hospitals were later like, Yeah. He had a weird he had a, a weird, weird he had a weird yeah. order he was gonna do things in. He clearly had like They ventures. He went, I'm, s- I'm gonna to go to this travel lodge and then the Costa that did me out of my change. Yeah.
1: So I thought it was good anyway, um, and I think it's worth checking out if you like it's kind of. It is a slow film, and it doesn't have a massive payoff, mm. but it's I I, I enjoy it. But that's me. Okay. I'll um, tell you
0: what wasn't slow. The mask,
1: skull, skull that was the mask.
2: Not slow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how the tables have turned!
0: Ugh, I <laughs> did not like this one. It was were, it
2: were decent <laughs> enough, I thought.
0: If you try to, yeah, just. I was going to try to do a synopsis of the film and then I realised I was going to have to give up so there is so it's in Brazil I'm assuming I'm pretty sure it is Brazil I think it is Brazilian yeah. yeah and then there is a there is a mass based on a historic folk tale or creature that essentially takes over the body of one man and goes on a killing spree through the slums of and drug dens of Brazil Ignore the plot because, you know what, it's impossible to follow. There's a copper kind of investigating while also on the take after not being fired for killing killing a member of the public.
1: Not just a member of the public, but you were also involved in the mass shootings of 26 children in the... I totally miss his plot point. Yeah. It's, it's,
0: it's, 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 right, it's right at the start. As I say, the the actual plot is is incomprehensible. But just, just stay for the action. The effects of brilliant. It's if you like splatterific. It's if you like splatter, yeah, if, like if you if you want to watch a giant demon have tendons shoot out of his arm into someone's face before it chokes, slams them through a the floor, then this <laughs> this is completely the film for you. Yeah, mm-hmm. just get definitely have a beer or whatever your poison may be, and sit down and watch it. Mm. Don't go in straight edge.
1: I would say the flip side to that crazy, crazy Skull the Basque film. Mm-hmm. We then, we also got the closing film of the festival, oh. which I'm jumping to because it is such a flip, which was The Swerve.
2: Now, <sighs> depressing as fuck. I'm just going to say that outright. However, amazing. Like, gut punching, horribleness, amazing. Mm. Yeah. Very, I'm, I'm trying to think of... like Maybe The Divide was the last time I saw something so depressing and... Oh, maybe... Actually, St. Maud. Maybe St. Maud. Just, oh, God, so bleak. But so worth
1: it. I, I don't even think... Just watch it. Mm. Um, You have to invest in it, though. You can't... It's not something you can put in background. No. It's something you have to sit and watch and watch the character build up um and watch the performance from Azura Sky who... Oh quite literally like honestly in my opinion if this if if it didn't fall under, under a horror bracket mm. I reckon she could probably win an award yeah for that performance yeah um, there are a few more that we saw as well which god we saw a lot more than I thought we did yeah at Fright First so there was uh, Blinders
2: amazing which we all loved yep fabulous film. Um Took a bit of a twist and a turn, which worked, it did, yeah. worked well for a change. But even um, if it hadn't had that twist in it, I still think it would have been a great I, film.
1: Yeah, I kind of prefer the twist, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, the twist is good. The, the twist,
2: twist what's ma- it makes it, yeah.
1: Yeah. That's really good. Again, really strong performances from everyone involved. Um, check it out. Yeah. I Am Lisa. It's all right, I Am Lisa. It's it
0: perfectly fine. Needs some work on the practical effects. You don't. She she's supposed to be a werewolf. Looks like a vampire from Buffy. From yeah. Buffy, and the season the, one. Yeah, and the kills are really apart from apart from one with a fry basket and the deep the, the deep fat fryer. The kills are really. The kills are quite poor.
1: Poor and quick and like there's one kill that you really expect to be like an ultimate brutal kill like and that's the ma- like the bully girl yeah. Like you really kind of
0: expecting that to be a like Whoa Yeah, quite, And instead you went, Oh There's not that there should be that catharsis from her. killing there should be it should be a brutal vengeance unleashed. And it's it's not. It's just like, Oh, and on the yeah. on the next I one, I guess.
2: I think they're kinda of dull. That's not not dull as in boring, but dull as in you expect it like we said, you expect it to be this big showdown and this you know, big impact, and it just isn't, it just falls flat, very flat, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, and
1: I think, in a similar vein to Falling Flat, there was that vampire one. There's there's no
0: such thing thing as vampires. There's no
1: such thing as vampires. Again, it was alright. It's all alright, but again, it kind of just felt a bit... Mm. There was another film, Enhanced, which pretty much
2: everyone gave up on except for me and Chris.
0: Yeah, we said, we said...
2: I went to clean the bathroom... That's what I went to do. I went and cleaned the bathroom because I was so bored, and I just couldn't deal.
0: And hence, it didn't help for you that it was on the last day as well. So by then, everyone was pretty burnt out on other seeing everything else. And it's, it's perfectly fine. It's it's like an extended version of Heroes episode, and it, it does it does what it does absolutely perfectly fine. It's something right home, about, But I don't get why people actively dislike it. I think one last film that we saw, mm. which was A Ghost Waits.
2: Oh!
1: Which is an amazing film. Yes, um, And I cried.
0: Mercy cried. Then Faye cried. And we all I, cried. Then I laughed. I'm such a trooper. <laughs> Mitch Bain, that's just for you, mate. That's... <laughs>
1: and yes, just to point out, the Mitch Bain, who did our theme tune, mm-hmm. also did... Uh, Part of the score for a ghost wits. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Ghost Wits is, uh, is a really, 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 really good film. A man goes into an house where a ghost is, whose job it is to scare people up. But she's not called a ghost, she's called... Spectral, spectral Agent. Spectral Agent. And there, it's like, it's got like a bit of a Beatles vibe. Beetlejuice vibe, I think, with the whole ghost working like, back office thing, like mm. when she goes to the back office and she's like... Oh, God, I can't scare this one off, man.
2: That's bizarre uh, that I've never attached Beetlejuice to it before. Have you not? No. That's the very first thing
1: that came to my mind. No, no that's odd. That that I've God. never done that. Oh, it's weird.
2: Yeah, they, because it felt like... I don't know. Just, uh, yeah, no, I get yeah, it. it. I totally
1: get it, yeah. But yeah, so, like, these spectral agents' jobs are to stop people from living in properties. Um, and he's the handyman for this house. And every time people move out, he gets to go in and kind of, like, fix it, I believe.
2: He's um, incredibly lonely and... Having someone there to talk to um, makes him stay. Yeah. It makes, and makes it... makes it very complicated for her.
1: Yeah. And, it's and then it's a sad ending. Yeah. Uh, but well, not a, a s- happy ending.
0: Uh, yeah. a, a... I'm trying to think of the right word for the ending. A contra- A controversial... Ending.
2: Some would say controversial. Some would say problematic. Some would say. I wouldn't be one of those people myself. Well, I wouldn't be one of those people myself to say that because I don't think the intention of the ending was meant in the way that it was taken. Knowing that if you take it on the rest of the film and take into account everything that's come before it, I think the ending is completely fitting as a conclusion. Mm, But I, I, I can see why some people might go. I, yeah, I can see why, but I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't believe that that was Adam Stovell's intention. No, no. Anyway, it's a good film. watcher. Mm. when you can, if you can. I
1: mean, I don't know whether we get to watch a lot of these films again because
2: you, know, you never you know. if fact, that's films. You never know. You never know.
1: As you said, overall, as a festival for a digital event, I thought it was. I thought it was okay. Mm. I do wonder if I liked some of the films. More because the quality of some of the others was really poor. Mm, yeah. So in context, it was like, oh, thank God, something good. Mm. But then I wonder if, like, if it was at a real festival, they might be the ones where I'm going. Mm, it was just alright. I
0: don't. I mean, we saw obviously a Ghost Waits at Glasgow, and that that stands that stood up as, stood up as one probably the best film. That weekend against everything that was there.
2: Well, I'd I... say time, we Saint more on that week.
1: Oh yes, yeah,
0: yeah. I mean
2: the
1: ghost yeah. waits and swerve. I can, I, I will, I, I think I can stand up and say they are good
0: films. I think twelve hour shift and Two Heads Creep for mm-hmm. me. And blinders. Both...
1: But then we sat and watched Enhanced, and I wonder whether muffle you. No, but that's what I mean. Like <laughs> I wonder whether watching Enhanced at the actual festival, I wouldn't have done that.
2: But it then again,
1: at a, fe- I at,
2: out of... at a festival you weren't enamoured with the drone until we watched it.
1: No. So
2: it goes to show that something you might not normally watch. Yeah. Know. I just I just wonder whether it really impact. So film at festival.
1: Fair. Swerve. Chris.
0: Uh, two Hits Creek. Uh,
1: Messer. What were you gonna call me then? Chris. Mm, a Freudian <laughs> slip, one would say.
2: Freudian
1: Um, I would also say the swerve.
2: Yeah.
1: Worst film? Sky Sharks.
0: Yes, Sky Sharks.
1: There isn't another option, nope. but Sky Sharks. Nope. Um, Absolutely don't ever, terrible. ever, ever, ever watch Sky Sharks. No. Anyway, enough about Fright Fest.
3: I'm Ryan Kruger, I'm the director... And writer of uh, my new first feature film called *Fried Barry*. Woo.
1: Hello, uh, thanks for uh. joining us. Then. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're going to start. First of all, Ryan, let's start with the 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 show, the *Fried Barry* short. Um, so we've all had a
0: had a watch of that. Yeah,
1: um, it's fucking mental. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: tri- 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 Trippery would be a trippy. would be a nice way of putting it. Yeah,
3: it's, it's very yeah. visceral. So, where did the idea for the short come from? So yeah, so I shot the short uh, for Fry Barry in uh, 2017, and it was uh, it was just a, literally a three minute experimental film about you know about a guy in an abandoned building take you know on his latest hit with his highs and lows, and it was like designed you know to, to you know to make you feel uncomfortable. Or, you know, it was like hard to watch. It's almost like a drug PSA. It's like don't do fucking drugs. <laughs> you know what I mean. It's almost like you watch it and go, "Fucking, no, I'm never gonna fucking take drugs like ever." <laughs> and basically, the idea came from uh, at the time I wanted to shoot. You see, over here in South Africa, I'm known as a, a music video director. So, and I can always do the concepts that I want and stuff like that. But with like music videos and stuff like that, you you know, you've got clients. you you have to say to yourself, okay, this has to get on TV and this concept. And also the band's got to like it and it has to fit with the audience. So I'm kind of still in a box. So I wanted to do like a four-year project, which I'm still doing now, to make eight experimental films. And it just happened to be that the first experimental film was the the first short for Fry Barry. And when I made that, there was no... um, there was no plan to make like a feature film or anything. It was a standalone short film. But with the short film, we had like 60 uh, official selections around the world. We had picked up like 13 awards, and then we started getting all this like random uh, fan art. So from around the world. So it was, it was just. Uh, so I knew it was onto certain, but I still looked at it as that project did well, and it wasn't connected to to anything, to anything else really.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: The fan art's really good as well. It's just uh, had a look at some of that that you sent across to us. That's, it's really impressive. Um, cool. Just in regards to then, obviously they kind of pushed for for the feature then. So that I'm guessing that's driven from how well the the show did, and then the demand from like the people who watched
3: that show. Um, well, it was weird because, uh, like I said, like I never planned to do the feature, so it was. I, I just like I said, I just looked at it as that project did really well, and and that was it. Like people spoke about it, and you know, people shared it and and spoke and talked about it. But it was just like again, it was just like a standalone thing. So where I was in my career at the time, and yeah, where I was at the time before I shot uh, Fry Barry, it was the thing where you know, for many years now, I've come close so many times to making a feature film. And I've met like, pro- it's probably happened to me about six times over the years where a producer will say, right, Ram, we want to make a film with you. And then I get excited and then it slowly fades away. Mm-hmm. And that probably happened about five, five, six times. And then where I was uh, at the time with my career, wanting to do a feature film, hadn't done one yet. And I went through like a really rough time. So I, 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 yeah, it was probably about yeah, it's yeah, it about four years ago, or three and a half years ago. I don't know. So I had, a, I actually had something wrong with my kidney, and I had an operation on my kidney, and I got sepsis. I nearly died. Uh, I went through a breakup, and then after that, my my cat got cancer, oh
0: and God. I just
3: went into like, and I just went into like depression. It was all like all too much, all at the same time. Went down this dark black hole, and I was and like at the bottom of the pits i was just like shit you know what is the number one thing that i've always wanted to do and it was you know to make to make feature film so that really got me you know as soon as i you know i was thinking about that and that, for me that was like shit this is my only medicine to like get me out of this hole and i've got to do it and i'm not going to do it with any other producer i'm just i'm just going to fucking do it And I got the idea randomly, it just came to me and I was like, and I have have all these other different scripts that I could have made. Probably would have been way fucking easier as well. But I was like, as soon as I got the idea, I I knew that this is the idea. This is the one that I'm going to do. So in three days, I wrote a a scene breakdown for 50% of the movie, which was very brief. It wasn't a script. It was just like Barry does this, Barry does that. I wrote six or seven pieces of dialogue for, um, uh, uh, you know, for, for, for the movie, and then I spoke to my, my new producer at the time, which I only knew for about a month and a half, and I just rang him and I said to him, listen, uh, I'm going to make a movie, I'm going to make it next month, uh, are you in? And he's like, well, have you got a script? And I was like, no. And he's like, why haven't you got a script? And I was like, well, oh, it's, it's a fucking long story. And he was like, well, why do you want to shoot it next month? And I was like, well, if we don't shoot it next month, it's never going to happen. It's just going to get pushed back. And it's, you know, it's just never going to happen. And I was like, I need to do it now. And then the reason why we didn't have, uh, uh, well, because I needed to shoot it straight away. But the the other reason was uh, the lead, uh, Gary Green, that plays Fry Barry, he's he's not a trained actor at all. So... he he actually comes from a background of uh, extras. So to do this film, it had to be made a certain way. It had to be the right concept and it had to be the right character for it to work as for him as a lead in a feature film. So what I did was I built the movie around him to like make it work. And we shot for a year and a half, uh, but we only shot like 28 days. Uh, I mean like every day he arrived on set I mean, he didn't know what he, what we were doing until I said, this is what we're doing. So, and it would be like scenes where I'd be like, okay, copy my face, do this face. Okay, now <laughs> do this face. Okay, now do that face. And then I would get all those uh, scenes so I've got it, you know, for the edit. So I can make it, you know, I can get those comedy beats down and those certain things down. And and yeah, and I mean, the rest of the movie was all improvised with all the other actors. And the movie developed... As we went, so I was writing the movie as we went. But like I said, there was no script. There was a hell of a lot of planning that went into every single scene. But uh, I wanted to be when I was working with Gary, uh, who plays Fry Barry. I just wanted to have that clean slate every day, that clean page, so he wouldn't overthink stuff and, and be in the moment with all those other actors and just shoot it in a very organic way. And I think that's what's fun about Fry Barry and the way it's made and. All those like funny gems that just come out of you know good ideas on the spot and uh, improvisation and uh, yeah, it just it just developed you know through there.
2: well, clearly you've done something right in it because it's getting a lot of attention, i mean it has been for quite some time before yeah yeah, so you' you've done something right
3: <laughs> yeah well i would I would like to think so it's, yeah. it's funny because it's like. You know, the reviews that we've been getting and the feedback and the amount of people that's been reaching out. And then the fan art has started again. And, you know, people are going, oh, this film's definitely going to be a cult classic. And it's just a weird, wacky, crazy movie. It's got elements of horror, elements of sci-fi, a lot of dark humor. It's definitely not made for the faint-hearted. It's (laughs) one of those films, you either love it or you hate it. The people, the majority of people that will hate it, it's just not their type of film. Yeah, like adult that they would normally watch. So the horror community and stuff like that, you know, those those types of people were more were more open to sit, you know certain things like that. So, but the cool thing about it, even if you hate it, it's it's a film that you can't not speak about. Yeah. So even if you hate it, you'll it and go, oh, that was fucking horrible. It was nuts. All this happened, and then people go, you know, that actually sounds really good. I actually want to watch that film. So it. it, it it's it's cool to have that and i always say to people i mean there's plenty of movies that we watch you know if we watch on netflix or whatever and the thing is you'll get 10 20 minutes through the movie or you finish it and you go fuck that was shit i'll never watch it again and it's not even worth a conversation to tell your friend so it's the the cool thing is with the, with this film if you watch it you will speak about it yeah so it's it's just it's just too wacky not to
1: Awesome. Yeah, I'm so looking
2: forward
1: to it. So it's got its uh its UK premiere at uh, Grimfest in Manchester on the 11th of October. So yeah. normally with these kind of films and and the festival circuit, the directors and the cast and that lot get to go along and be there for the showings. So how weird is it for you to kind of like it? Almost feels like you're going to miss out on this kind of vibe that built up yeah. around the
3: film. I mean, yeah, it's been crazy because we've. I mean, even tonight, it's playing uh, three times tonight. In uh, it's playing in France, uh, physical, uh, actual physical festival. Mm-hmm. It's playing in Berlin and it's playing in Frankfurt uh, all tonight, and yeah, and we still we still got so many events, you know, still, still so many festivals to go. And but even so, I mean, we just came from Fantasia. Uh, Now, uh, screening the film, and that was an online festival. And Fantasia is like one of the biggest genre film festivals in the world. Mm -hmm. I mean, Tarantino has his like premieres there and stuff. And I was just, yeah, it's horrible not to be able to go. (laughs) You know, and meet all these people, and you know, and watch the audience and everything. But that being said, um, I think it's actually been a huge blessing in disguise because. It's funny, so Fantasia was uh, online, Uh, Macabro in Mexico was online, Uh, Fantaspoa in Brazil was online, Uh, at Macabro we picked up Best International Film, at Fantaspo uh, Gary Gary picked up Best Actor and the thing is, obviously it would be great to go to these festivals, but at a normal cinema screening, you're looking at about 250 to 300 people that will sit in that audience and watch you know your film at a festival and some countries are stricter than others so i've noticed some countries when they play fried Barry, there's loads of people in the cinema and then in certain countries it's like over here it's very strict it's like 50 people per screening Mm. and then that's it but like places like france and uh and germany and other places they're like very open and the cinemas are full so if you're looking at a normal screening 250 to 300 people and then in certain places now you're getting a certain amount of people a hell of a lot less watching your movie so because it's online I mean at Fantaspoa and Macabro and Fantasia we're we're getting 4,000 like at Fantaspoa we had 4,000 people watch the movie so that's a shitload of people compared to what would have normally watched it at the you know at the screening mm-hmm. so we've you know we've had like four thousand at fans uh, probably another four thousand uh at macabro and fantasia maybe even five thousand so it's it's been um it's been great because i think it's actually been better that way and that's why i say it's a blessing in disguise because i mean you make a movie and you want people to watch it so the fact that it's online and you can watch it from your home more people have uh Got to watch it. More people are speaking about it online. More people are sitting there in the bedroom or living room watching it going tweeting or going, Oh, this is fucked up. Like you've got to watch this film. So it's it's great that it's created more of a buzz and more people are watching it. So more people are talking about it and it's just I think it's just, you know, spread more. So I think yeah, I just I I think it's actually been a better I mean, don't get me wrong, I would have loved to have gone, but I think in future I think festivals should actually should actually do a physical festival and do an online mm-hmm. festival, so that people that can't make it can go watch it. And even if you go to a festival, you can't watch all the films anyway. So at least go on the day, watch what you want to watch, and then when you go home, you can watch the rest. And at the same time, the festivals will probably make more money anyway, because there's all these different people that want to go to the festival and can't can't actually make it. So I think it's it's actually really been beneficial for the movie that it's been online and I never thought I would ever say that before it happened but uh but yeah it, it, it's definitely a blessing
2: I, I think that's been the general consensus as well from the online festivals that we've watched in lockdown and such um everybody's calling for it now and it is probably going to be the way going forward isn't it, it this, yeah. I think it's yeah a I,
3: think, I think they should all, always do it I mean the festivals are going to make more money by mm. doing that I mean you know, you get Fry Fest in, like, you know, in London, you know, and there's some people that might not be able to afford to go down to London or, you know, so you'll, you'll get all the Londoners and other people traveling to watch it. And then there's all the other people from, like, Liverpool and Manchester or Sheffield or whatever that might not go down. So it's nice to, to have that option. And for filmmakers, it's great. More people are watching your movies, so that's what really counts. And uh, that's what, like, spreads the word. And so far all these reviews and the people that are chatting and the new fan art coming in. I mean, yesterday, uh, a guy just got a Fry Barry tattoo and I'm just <laughs> like, oh my God. That's, no way. That's like, that's, that's like nuts. So so that's, that's fucking cool. Yeah. That's, that's like when the you know you've made it, it, when yeah. someone
1: tattoos something you've created yeah. on their yeah. body. for life. Yeah,
3: no, it's, it's crazy. I even said to Gary and I was like, Gary, they've got your fucking face <laughs> on their leg for life. Like that. So I'm just like, dude, that's nuts. But obviously the guy really liked the movie, so that's fucking good. So I mean I mean I love the movie, but I'm not gonna get a fried berry tattoo on my face <laughs> or anything. You know? so, so it's uh it's cool. It, it it's it's uh it's a very fucking very fucking big compliment. Fine art is a huge compliment, but somebody getting a tattoo is just like it's fucking insane. So uh yeah, I don't I don't I don't know any South African uh uh film that's getting fucking fan art and people getting tattoos of the movie so for me it's like fuck I must must be doing something right yeah
2: (laughs) obviously with this being your first your first feature as well what was the hardest part of the process that you found
3: um you know what it's like normally doing the short form of stuff like music videos and commercials and short films it was just a more of a you know, long, long form. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, because we, we, we got we got to shoot it over, over a year and a half. I mean, and we had all the planning. I mean, there were some scenes harder than others for, like, organizing, um, where Barry gets abducted. I could have just shot it all, like, green screen. But I was just like, no, I want to do, it like, 80s style and have it all in camera. And when he gets lifted up and taken up to the ship, I'm like, I'm not doing that on green screen and wires. I want to get a, a fucking crane nice. and put them on, put them on <laughs> a wire and do all that. And we did. So, it, it, but it was like, it was crazy to organize that and a lot of stress because, it, you know, it's such a big part of the movie that it's got to look legit and it's got to look good. So that was, that was a challenge. I, I think apart from that was working with, uh, I think the biggest challenge was working with, uh, working with Gary Green because he wasn't a, a trained actor or anything like that, and but because I, I built the story around him, it wasn't um, wasn't crazy hard to work with Gary. I mean, I've, I've, I know what to say to him, what not to say to him. i have known him for about eleven years now, but I had to work with him like super close. Mm-hmm. And if I didn't do my job right, uh, the movie would would fail mm-hmm. miserably because you know he's not a trained actor. But again. I think I think everybody's got that, um, you know, and you know, and he worked super hard. He worked super hard. Always wanted to do another take, but I think everybody's got that one movie in them where this is like perfect for this person, and this mm-hmm. film was absolutely perfect for Gary to play Fry Barry, and he did an amazing job. And yeah, it's uh, I said to, I even said to him on the first day, like, don't be intimidated by all these other big South African actors that are playing small roles and now you're this extra that's now a lead in the movie and I said like you're not here by mistake you know you're here for a reason nobody can do this job better than you and that's why you're doing it because you know I want you to to be the lead and yeah and you're going to be great just listen to me really carefully and we'll go scene by scene every single day and you're going to do amazing and people going to love you if you listen to exactly what I say, (laughs) Uh, and and that was the thing. And it's, uh, people, yeah. I mean, he picked up, he got nominated at rapid line in South Africa for best, you know, for best actor. He picked up, um, best actor in Francisco in Brazil. So fuck, he's, it's, I'm dude, he, he's done a great job and it makes me know that I've done my job properly as well. So it's, it's definitely win, win. And, um, yeah, and it, we, I've just got to see how it, how it goes. And from now to the end of the year, we've got loads of film festivals still to go around Europe and other places. And, yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, Grimfest. Uh, again, I mean, I know it's a physical festival, but, uh, you know, I've always wanted to to go check out Grimfest. So, and it's the UK premiere. And I, mm-hmm. I, I actually grew up in Liverpool and Manchester. So it, I've always been... Uh, I grew up in Liverpool, but I, I spent a lot of time partying in Manchester back in the day. So I, I would always, you know, be back back and forth from there. So it, w- it would have been ace to to go, but maybe, yeah, maybe maybe next year.
2: And yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm certain they'll be going ahead next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: fingers yeah.
0: crossed.
3: Yeah, probably.
2: And I'm guessing
1: with the success of Frank Barry, probably got you'll definitely be pulling something out of the bag for us
2: uh, soon when the physical ones do come around.
3: Yeah, well, hopefully yeah. <laughs> it'll be it'll be great. And uh, I, I mean, there's some festivals that we've played at, and they've actually asked asked us to uh, play. They might play the film again next year, not oh. in competition, just for like a special uh, screening for the people that loved it. Because every festival that we've been at, and it's been a physical festival, loads of people have been like, uh, you know, online festival. Everybody's been like, oh, we need to see this on the on the big screen. And they've requested that it that it plays at the at the next you know at the next festival. So that would be that would be really cool if we if we got the chance to do that yeah. at a Fest. Cool, cool. Have
1: you got any news on distribution after festival life?
3: Uh, is that still? Uh, uh, it is going to be released next year. Uh, I can't really talk about it, but it is going to get released next year on on um, on uh, platforms and stuff like that uh, in the UK and in America and Australia and uh, Germany but it's all still it's all still coming yeah, so nice. it's it's going to be some great platforms and yeah I'm, I'm, I'm really yeah I'm really looking forward to it but yeah I'll physically be out next next year
1: cool so is there anything else that you've got coming up in the pipeline Any anything that you can tell us about future um,
3: or... well at the moment I'm just doing I mean things have been nuts I've been doing I'm literally for the past four weeks straight I've been doing two to three interviews every single day <laughs> I've been doing um yeah I've been doing podcasts and zoom interviews and been doing uh written you know written uh interviews for magazines but it's literally been every single day I mean the other day I did six in one day wow so it it, it literally just hasn't stopped but it's it's cool and it's awesome and it's the more interviews, the better, the more it spreads the word, the more people know about it. So it's one of those things where, you know, if you haven't heard about Fry Barry yet, uh, go check uh, the trailer out on YouTube or go to frybarry.com or ryankruger.tv and you can check out more information there. But most of all, check uh, Fry Barry out at the fest Amazing. Okay. And
1: I can people get in touch with you, Brian, if they want to give you some praise or send you some fan
3: art or anything like that yeah yeah i mean I'll, i've always said that to people you know once you've seen the film check it out you know, drop me a line let me know what you think uh, again fryberry.com or ryancruger.tv or you can go to twitter or um instagram and just type in Ryan Kruger or a Ryan Kruger thing or fryberry uh the movie and you can check it out on there and yeah check it out and uh check out the fan art and stuff what people have been doing and uh yeah, let, me, let once you've watched it, let me let me know what you think. Let me know if you want a tattoo. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Will you do the tattoo?
3: Yeah, I'm going it. I'm gonna do. it. <laughs> yeah. I'll just get a permanent marker and go, there you go. <laughs> Draw a picture. That's Draw a, a picture of, uh, of a stick man.
1: <laughs> Next time you're in the UK you can come in a, you can come and brand us all, Ryan. Um, yeah, yeah. We're, we're looking forward to it.
3: I'm just I'm just gonna get a steel steel cut fried barrier and I'm just gonna sit there just before and just bite it <laughs> to everybody. And that's it, and then it's done.
1: Whether they want it or not. Yeah, that's how it's you're gonna already. be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
3: it's not your choice. It's not <laughs> up to <for> you.
1: <laughs> Brilliant. Uh so yeah, I guess then before we go, is any anyone you want to give a shout out to? other than just no, those people.
3: Oh good. <laughs> I just uh yeah, just watch it at Grandfest.
1: Brilliant. Uh we'll also be sharing the um Trailer Trailer through our Instagram and yes. Facebook and uh, Twitter as yes. well, um, and we'll have this episode out shortly. 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 yeah,
3: real cool. cool. Thank cool, you guys. so well, much. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, I really appreciate it. Been no, a pleasure. Thank, thank you me. very much. Cool guys, thanks so much. Cheers. Cheers.
2: See you later. later. See you Bye. Well, that was our special episode. We hope you all enjoyed it. Uh, Thank you for listening, and thank you so much to Ryan Kruger for joining us. It was a pleasure. Um, We will be back to normal scheduling next week in terms of us going up against each other and ripping each other's throats out, because we know you love that. Um, Until then, stay safe, and don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. Thank you.